Welcome to TUP Logistics Insights, presented by iDrive Logistics and ShipCaddy. Our hosts take a deep dive into logistics, supply chain, and small parcel shipping with special emphasis on the landscape of the e-commerce industry and behind the scenes of the warehouses supporting the backbone of American business. I'm Jake Wertner, Vice President at iDrive Logistics. Today I will be diving into how to price your shipping and then touch a little bit on cart abandonment rate. By the end of this segment, you'll have a better grasp on how you can price your shipping and also understand how other companies overcome the increasing cost of shipping. So I, I want to start by talking a little bit about my, my background because I think it helps set up this topic really well. So my first job in college, I was making frozen yogurt and uh, I wasn't getting a lot of fulfillment out of that. And I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that my next job was something that uh, I could do for the rest of my life if I liked it. So I'm making frozen yogurt, sitting there thinking how I could do something that would be more fulfilling and stumbled across FedEx. I applied for a job as a delivery driver and uh, was given the job and started out part-time working in Provo, Utah. While I was out doing the the deliveries, I had a a chance to talk with a lot of different companies. The people that I was delivering to, was it was primarily businesses. I was talking with them and and I would get asked a lot of questions on on shipping strategy. And as a a delivery and, and pickup driver, I didn't have a lot of insight into shipping strategy and I couldn't answer a lot of their questions. So a lot of the times I'd have to tell them, you know, let, let me find out and get back to you. And those questions helped me to learn a lot more about the shipping industry, but I'd go back to the, our, our local station and, and ask the managers and ask the other drivers on how to fix some of these customers issues. Started doing a lot of research online and learning a lot about the shipping industry and realized that there is a lot going on. There's a lot of different levers and pulleys and and ways that you can price things and strategies ultimately to have a good customer experience. So part of that led me to, to try different things at FedEx to expand my knowledge. I had a, a customer when I was a driver that I would pick up from that had hazardous material. They would ask me a lot of questions around the hazmat and uh, I didn't know the answers. And so when I, when I went back to the station, I asked if I could sign up to be a hazardous material agent and be certified. So I went through the classes and, and that taught me a lot and I was able to, to answer those questions and then any questions in the future. I wanted to learn more about international shipping. So I, I asked if I could take some of the classes on the international shipping through FedEx and, and learned a lot of great things. Wanted to learn how, all the package sorting and all, all the operations go. So I started managing some of the nighttime sorts. And then lastly, I wanted to, to figure out how all of this came together to help customers. And so I uh, was able to go on quite a few ride-alongs with sales reps for FedEx. And that's where my curiosity really peaked. As I went on, on ride-alongs with sales reps, I realized that the issues that I thought customers were having were really just minor issues. There were much bigger issues out there when you actually sat down with them and and, and tried to help them. So with all of that, it, it brings me up to an important part and why I wanted to talk about pricing and how you should price things as a as an e-commerce company. So I, I met with a a customer, sat down and they had this great product, 
really cool product. They were they were doing 3D printers. And the cool thing about this printer, now this was 10, 12 years ago, but the cool thing about this printer was that it was meant to be in your home. At the time, it was one of the smallest ones out there at a very reasonable price, and it was really efficient. And so they launched a Kickstarter campaign, raised lots of money, took on lots of orders, and their business was set to boom. The reason I was in there was because they were having an issue on on getting that product to their end users. So the backstory is when they launched their Kickstarter, they didn't do any research into shipping, and they advertised on there that for domestic shipments, they would charge a flat rate of $49. For any international shipments, they would charge a flat rate of $79. Now, these were the smallest 3D printers at the time, but they were still pretty big. And anybody that is in the shipping world knows that shipping a big box internationally for $79 is just not going to happen. There's a lot of extra fees that go into there. So this company was faced with this really tough challenge of getting all this product out for people that had already paid for it at a reasonable cost that wouldn't bankrupt the company. And so that was part of the reason I was sitting down with them was to figure this out. It ended up being that to get their products international, it was going to cost at least four to five times per package than what they had charged for shipping. And it would actually cost more to ship it than what the product itself cost. So ultimately, this company had to sit on their inventory for about a year. When all was said and done, they had to refund as many people as they could, and they ultimately declared bankruptcy. This is a pretty extreme example, but this is one reason why you have to have your shipping pricing down. So had this company done research beforehand and really gone through and vetted out what it would cost them, they would have been able to to get in front of this and set better expectations for their customers and, and possibly still have been in business today. Now, not every business is facing issues like this. Most of the time, they're at a much smaller scale, but... Regardless, it's really important to to understand your pricing and to have the strategy down. So let's get into some specifics here and some statistics. Baymerd Institute calculated data from 41 studies and found that in the U.S., the card abandonment rate was 71%, meaning that 71% of online shopping carts that had items in them were ultimately abandoned and never checked out. So let that sink in for a minute. Seven out of every 10 carts were never checked out. Now, if you go to mobile devices, that number is actually higher. That number is 86%. Almost, not quite, but almost nine out of every 10 shopping carts are abandoned on a mobile device. And those numbers are actually on the rise. In 2011, it was closer to 60% cart abandonment rate. Doesn't sound like it's a problem that's going away anytime soon. And that's probably the reason why I want to talk about it for a little bit today. So some other studies show that the number one headache for online retailers is that cart abandonment rate. And if you look into the numbers on why cart abandonment rates are so high, the number one reason for a high cart abandonment rate is the shipping cost or any unforeseen costs that come in after the fact. So with shipping being the number one reason for cart abandonment and the shipping cost being a top three headache for e-commerce companies, I think it's safe to say that figuring out your shipping strategy is a very big deal. Now, if you have a retail presence, it's a little bit different. 
some companies that have a strong retail presence aren't as concerned about the cart abandonment rate. And part of the reason why is because they expect that people are going to do their pre-shopping online, get a glimpse of what products are there, and then ultimately go to the retail store to view the product, feel it, things like that. But if you're a traditional e-commerce company without a retail presence, cart abandonment is a very big deal and it's costing you a lot of money. In fact, shopping cart abandonment costs e-commerce companies over $18 billion a year. So let's talk a little bit about shipping costs and what goes into shipping costs. I think that there can be better education out there for consumers on what it costs to ship a product. One of my favorite questions to ask people is, how much do you think it should cost to ship that product? Most of the time, the answer I get back is somewhere between 50 to 75, 80% less than what it actually costs to ship that product. If I know a product is going to cost 15 to $20 to ship, lots of times consumers will say, ah, it should cost 3 to $5 to ship that product. It's just because they're misinformed. They don't understand what actually goes into the shipping costs. So let me go through a couple things that are included in there. Because a lot of people don't realize this. Part of the shipping cost includes the cost for boxes, packaging, tape, if you have to put stickers in there. What about the cost to pay a worker to, to pick and pack and dispatch an item? There's a cost for the couriers to collect and deliver an item. There's the cost to have a warehouse to store the product. If you're shipping anything internationally, there's import and export fees that add quite a bit of money on there, including duties and taxes. Shipping insurance is tacked on as well if, if the order value is high enough and if it's an expensive product. And that insurance value and cost can be up to 3% of the order value. That's pretty expensive. So if the carrier loses or damages a package, they're only on the hook for a small amount. And if you don't add insurance, then they're not on the hook for very much. And that cost can be expensive. And the e-commerce company could be losing out on a lot of money uh, if their packages are getting damaged, especially on higher value items. I'm not going to go into a lot on the returns, but returns are a large expense for companies. And believe it or not, returns are priced into your cost for shipping on the front end because there's a high likelihood of the package coming back as a return. And that's something for another day, and we can spend hours on that. But returns are a big expense. So I'm going to drop a bombshell on you here before going any further into that pricing strategy. Customers do not perceive value from shipping. It's not tangible. It's a byproduct of what they are already paying for. For the same way that if you go to a restaurant and order food, you don't expect them to charge you for the silverware and napkins. It's a byproduct. You should already be getting the napkins and, and silverware. You're already paying for the product that you bought from this e-commerce company. How they get it to you is on their dime. And that's what a lot of consumers feel and believe. Again, they don't see anything tangible from shipping unless they are paying for expedited shipping and it's going to get there in their mind extra fast. So seriously, there are surveys out there that say if you charge a customer $30, for a product versus $25 for that same product plus $5 in shipping, a consumer is 90% more likely to buy when it's free shipping. It's the same product. You're paying the same dollar amount. There's a psychological effect there. So for sake of simplicity, I'm going to cover three main ways that you can price your shipping and hopefully it can help you in your business. 
Now, there's lots of variations of these three different ways to ship, but we're going to cover three main ones and then talk about the pros and cons. So the first is pass your shipping on to the customers directly. Second, partially subsidize shipping with a flat fee or rate of $4.99 or $5.99, whatever it is. And lastly, free shipping, the holy grail. But let me be clear, there is no such thing as free shipping. Somewhere along the line, one or more parties are paying for that cost. So let's go back to the first one, passing your shipping on to your customer directly. So passing your shipping costs onto your customer directly entails setting something up in your system so that when your customer goes to check out, there is a direct connection with the carrier sites that are bringing back a real-time rate that your customer sees so that they can understand what that shipping cost is and then that full amount is passed on to them. So there's some pros and cons with that, as there is with, with all three of these methods. One of the pros is that it really builds trust with your customers. They see that it's not a profit center for you. You're not making any money off of it. They see what the real costs are. It also helps educate them to know that shipping is not cheap. But there's some big cons. Customers will abandon their shopping cart at a much higher rate than any other way to charge for shipping. There's some big reasons for this. First of all, you're throwing on a a charge, a last-minute charge that they weren't expecting. After they've already put the items in their cart and they're they're dedicated, this can be a, a pretty big deal, especially if they're not educated on how expensive shipping is. And so yeah, if they have an extra $15 or $20 fee put on there, they're not going to be very happy, and that's going to increase your cart abandonment rate. Now, just know this first method where you're passing the shipping directly onto your customers via APIs or, or real-time calculations is the least utilized method for e-commerce companies. And rightfully so. There's also a low success rate there, and there's a lot of complaints that come from that method. As I talked about earlier, if you talk to most consumers and ask them what it costs to ship a package, they're usually going to be somewhere between 50 to 75% off. And that, that's my experience. They're going to think it costs 3 to $5, when in reality it's 15 to $18 to ship that package. So throwing that fee on at the very end is going to throw them off. The next option is flat rate shipping. So this is where the customer pays a flat rate for shipping on every package. And there's a lot of variations of this. You can do uh, all orders are $4.99 shipping. Or for your first item, it's $4.99 for every item after it's an additional $0.50 cents or dollar. Customers can like this depending on the product you're selling. But this option typically is only for standard shipping. You definitely don't want to use this for expedited or overnight orders. It's going to cost you a lot of money. You really need to do some research on what it's costing you to ship the product out and if this is going to turn away customers based on that. So there's some pros. Shipping isn't technically free, but customers perceive this as a discount. It's not the full amount of shipping. They're not going to be blindsided by a a $15 or $20 charge at the last minute. This can also encourage customers to buy additional items. If they perceive a discount because each additional item is 50 cents or free, now they're more inclined to add more items to the shopping cart. This can have a better impact on your margins. But the downside to flat rate shipping is it can discourage small orders. So if a customer only wants a small amount of your product or one item and the item cost $10, but you're charging them $5 for shipping, Now you're at 50% of their product value, 
is shipping or 33% of the total order value is shipping. That's a pretty high percentage and that can lead to a higher cart abandonment rate. Let's talk about the holy grail of shipping, which is free shipping. There's a lot of ways that you can offer free shipping. Now, if we go back five to 10 years, free shipping was not a big thing. It's becoming more and more important because of what Amazon came out with, with Prime. I know that this subject has been harped on quite a bit, so I won't take a lot of time on it. But just understand that consumer preferences have changed dramatically and they've almost been taught to expect free shipping. One of the ways that you can go about offering free shipping is with a minimum. So with a minimum, it's a, it's a very common incentive for customers. You do your research, you figure out you know, how, what's your average order value, and let's say your average order value is $50, and you say, great, we're going to increase our average order value and offer free shipping. And so we'll only offer free shipping if it's higher than what our current average order value is. So this can be good because it can increase your average order value and bring more product in, which should increase your margins. But there's some, some pretty big downsides to this as well. One of the downsides of offering free shipping with a minimum order value is that you are now taking on the full cost of shipping, which cuts into your margins. And if the minimum order value that you set on your website is too low, you could actually be losing money on those orders. As a rule of thumb, you should look at your average order value and then increase it by 35% in order to set your free shipping. So the other option that you can do with free shipping is you can offer free shipping for repeat customers. This is something that people do perceive value with. Some other variations for free shipping include free shipping on all orders. This includes every item gets free shipping. It works best if you have lightweight or highly profitable products and therefore you can afford to, to eat that shipping cost without affecting your margins. Some customers are uh, see that as a value to your brand and so to increase the likelihood that they're going to be coming back to your, your business. Another variation is timed free shipping. So you, you give free shipping, you, you send out email blasts and you say, hey, we're doing free shipping for one day only. And it increases your traffic and it's, it's a way to acquire new customers that maybe you didn't have before. And they have a positive experience with the free shipping and therefore they're more likely to return. This works really well if you're trying to acquire new customers. Or there's membership programs where you sign up for a membership, you get exclusive deals and things like that. And, and one of the exclusive deals you get is free shipping. And a variation of that is maybe they have to spend a certain amount in the year to become part of that membership and therefore get the free shipping. And so overall, you're, you're making that money up, the cost of shipping on your, the revenue from that customer. So there's a lot of variations on, on how to offer free shipping. But let's bring it back to where we went originally. There's three main ways that you can price your shipping for your customers. You can offer free shipping, you can subsidize the shipping and charge a flat rate, or you can pass shipping on completely to the end customer. Where trends are going is most companies are moving to what they call free shipping. And as we know, there's no such thing as free shipping. They're adding the cost of shipping into their product value. They're increasing their product prices, therefore, to account for the shipping and then showing it as free shipping, but no matter what, somebody is paying for the shipping. So in summary, calculating shipping rates for your company is essential. 
And if you do it the right way, it can lead to higher customer loyalty, better customer experience, and higher profitability for you. But it's not a one-size-fits-all. You have to determine what fits best for your business. The best advice that I can give is to understand your customer base, understand what their perception of shipping is and what their needs are, and then tailor your strategy to what their preferences are. That will help you have the most success with your shipping strategy and how to price shipping effectively. 